welcome to Ready, Set, Free Podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Thank you very much for coming back. I appreciate all of you guys who have tuned in again to listen to me talk. Uh, Here is where I want you to be financially free, physically free, emotionally free, and mentally free. So um, today I want to say, I want to read a review. Let me start off by reading a review. I did get a review on um, YouTube. So I'm, I'm impressed. People are actually watching on YouTube. So thank you very much. Again, you've heard me say before, I, I knew very little about YouTube. I didn't think we needed to post on YouTube, but several of you guys are listening on YouTube. So thank you very much. And I've gotten several reviews, but this review came in on the Bitcoin episode. I got a review from Jared M. And his review says, I love it. This is this is a really good intro to Bitcoin that I recommend everyone listen to. I love the fact that you all broke it down in terms of in terms and examples that everyone can understand and relate to. And he said we so he's talking about my friend Kendall Jackson was the guest with me uh, for the Bitcoin episode. And we did try to keep it simple enough. We hope that um, I hope that everybody was able to understand what we described so that was just step one of our Bitcoin review. We, we only wanted to give you so much because it's overwhelming sometimes. You have to listen to it a couple of times, but we'll have more episodes on Bitcoin coming up shortly. And then, like I said, I always have my classes I'm offering. So if you want to kind of get it all at one time, you can sign up for the class. You can find it in the notes. You can find it on the website or any of my um, social media pages. So today we are um, entering a new topic one of my um, listings of subjects that I'll be covering on this podcast. Today, we're going to start with investing. So this will be investing 101. I don't know if when we get to the second second classes of the same topic, I don't know if I'm going to go to 102 or 201. I'm not really sure. But at this point, we're still on 101. I still have about four or five subjects I haven't even touched yet. So we're on 101. So today we're doing investing 101. And I have here with me an expert. I get a lot of people that ask me about investing, especially about trading and day trading. And I am happy to tell everybody all the time that's not me. I can read charts a little bit. I do know how to read charts. I'm in with a gang of investors. I have a lot of investors around me, very intelligent people. I've taken some classes. I've done some one-on-ones. I just don't practice it. So... I can I can recognize some charts. I can read some things on some charts, but I don't do it for um, for a living. I don't do it every day. So I got somebody here with me that I know that I trust that I know does a very good job at it. Mr. Maurice Jackson is joining me today and he is going to serve as our expert. So I will not be the expert. I'll be asking the questions as if it's brand new to me because you know, some of it will be brand new to me and I'll be learning right along with you guys. So Maurice Jackson, thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So Maurice works on a couple different um, investing programs and platforms and things like that. So do you want to share with everybody your history, what you do and how people, well, how, how people can find you, but we'll do that again at the end also. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I guess the easiest way for people to find me is on Facebook. I'm very active on Facebook with uh, my group DCG, uh, the Digital Currency Guy. Um, I'm also very active on Facebook with my other group, the Stock Scouts. Um, so that, as far as how people can get in touch with me, that'd be the best way. You could just find me on Facebook, Maurice Jackson. Um, history, uh, I mean, we could go back, back, but... Um, not that old. Uh, right, I'm not, I'm not that old. <laughs> back, back, I'm looking at him like, he's not that old. So, yes, back, back. But, sure. um, you know, I started with investing um, in undergrad, uh, my... I guess, second attempt at undergrad, uh, I would say. Um, I went back to school after um, leaving school and kind of going through some things, getting a real estate license mm -hmm. right at the heart of the 2007, 2008 crash. So mm -hmm. that didn't necessarily work out. So I had to kind of figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. And, you know, one of my favorite things still to this day to do is read. And what I used to do is kind of go through the library and just look in the money section and just oh, pick a book. So you that, were like me. That, yep, <laughs> like just, the kid reading the, the investing section. Yep, and I would just go through and just pick a book and read. And something that stood out, I don't remember exact book it, it said, but uh, one thing that stood out was that, um, you know, economists are, all. most economists uh, end up dying old and rich, um, like really old and rich. And so when I was thinking, I was like, hmm, maybe economics is a good, good, Good foundation to kind of you know restart things and jump so I went back and um, got my bachelor's and master's degree in economics from Georgia State um, I focused on business analysis and I focused on um, valuation stock analysis oh, okay. so um, you know after then went into corporate America into accounting uh, where I built income statements and balance sheets so I got good uh, access to uh, learning how companies, well, at least in healthcare, learning how companies run and how balance sheets and, and uh, income statements are built. Um, after then, I decided to start my own financial services company where I helped uh, several nonprofits and small businesses basically with their finances. Um, did a little bit of taxes as well, but not mainly mm. like, you know, I, I don't like taxes. Yeah, so they're not um, my friend. Not at all. <laughs> Any CPAs, holla at me. I, I need to talk. But um, so uh, but I did financial management as far as bookkeeping and accounting. Um, same building uh, um, the financial statements for uh, these nonprofits and um, businesses and payroll and such. Um, so you've been doing this a long time. I've been doing it a long time. I mean, you can keep going, but you've been doing a lot. You're not yes. very old. I mean, I'm not no. saying to expose your age, but you've done a lot. <laughs> okay, so keep going. Um, but yeah, I, I know I've been at it a while. Um, and, you know, during all of this, I also was able to serve on the board of directors of this nonprofit um, called Minority Access to Capital. And uh, we were uh, really endeavoring to help um, our people really get access to that capital. And that's kind of what sparked the interest uh, the interest in trading because one of the members in there was a trader and he mm. was trading forex and he was like man you need to learn how to do this man go into baby pips learn them charts and so i did and i i, I dug, you know i started to research dug into the pips and you know i was like hmm, what is pips? This is, pip, pips is is the units <laughs> of um measurement for price in forex so okay. as the different units move up and or down in price they're considered pips okay. so um like you know dealing with this nonprofit, dealing with this gentleman got me into the trading aspect but um you know 
even before in the trade and back in grad school, like I said, I was in um, investing, I was in valuation. What really got me into investing was uh, this valuation course that I took. And um, throughout the course, we had to manage, my partner and I had to manage a um, model portfolio, a paper portfolio mm, okay. of a million dollars. And we were able to... Uh, I think three X that million dollars uh, in one semester. And so that's kind of what got that's me hooked on investing in companies and then meeting the gentleman in the group got me into the trading aspect of it, that it's not just, um, you know, the Warren Buffett long-term uh, fundamental analysis approach. That's where I started. That's what led me, you know, into it, but it's also some, you know, short-term aspects to it where, you know, there are people that, you know, make money every day, just, dealing with these stocks and options. So, so when you did the short term, when you did the project mm -hmm. in the class with mm -hmm. the million dollars, mm -hmm. what kind of trading was that that they were teaching you in in the class in school? It, for that class, it was mainly, um, it was valuation of financial assets. So it was really learning about how options are priced, how stocks are priced, how bonds are priced, okay. and um, using the mathematics with the Black-Scholes model. I talk a lot about that in my classes, the Black-Scholes model, um, and really using that mathematics to calculate you know those prices and those things but as far as for our strategy it was really a covered call type of strategy we would buy certain stocks and then a few of them we would buy calls on them as well so um like that was it was real simple but that's what kind of got me to it because it was simple and it worked like i read a lot of warren buffett you know, know what kind of companies you invest in, mm -hmm. make sure it's a good mm -hmm. company, make sure that, you know, it's something that if you were putting your money into and this was all you had, that is something that's going to be there. And those are the companies that we picked and it did really well. So from what I'm hearing, I had a friend in college, um, similar, I can't remember what school, I can't remember, I worked with him a while ago, but in his college experience, they had to also run a business. So it was some type of business course. And hypothetically, they ran a, um, they opened a subway and his analysis in class did so well at the subway that he bought a subway franchise mm -hmm. before he left college. Mm -hmm. Depending on what year that was, a subway w was a really good yeah. business. So yeah. Great so I wish more schools though did more hands-on type projects like this you because know, it seems like it's effective. I'm glad you said that because that's, that is one of the things that fuels me with teaching traders is because I took this because I wanted to, mm -hmm. because I was interested in it. It was an elective in undergrad. There were elective courses in grads. Like I had to choose right. to take valuation. I had to choose to take, um, you know, the all the portfolio management classes because that's what I wanted to do, right. manage a hedge fund. So if I didn't have that interest, there was no counselor. There was nobody at Georgia. Even, even though I majored in economics, I still had to choose those right, courses right, or right. it would have been more policy-based. So you know, I, I think you're right. It, it, yeah. there's, there needs to be more of a um, direct and, um, you know, I guess a direct push to teach, mm -hmm. you know, these type of concepts. All right. So there we have it. We have his background. It goes much further back than I imagined. <laughs> I didn't know you had done so much. I know where you are today. I know mm -hmm. where you've been for the last year or two. I've known you. Mm -hmm. I didn't know all that. Mm -hmm. So you see, he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, Maurice threw out a whole lot of terms. We stopped at PIP, but he said a couple other things. So we're going to go back now. We're going to start at the entry level. Please. So I'm the student. I'm coming into class. Mm -hmm. I want to get into investing. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I don't want to give you my Forex stories about the people that send me the invites on um, Instagram where everybody's naked all the time. A little bit of a turnoff for me for Forex, but <laughs> I don't know what that's about. So, okay, I want to get into investing. And you guys, you know me. I've talked about some of my my investing history and stuff. I am a I'm a long term investor. Basically, I don't day trade. I'm not buying and selling all the time. I'm not even reading chart. I'm not even looking at prices every day. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not there every day. Mm -hmm. um, so from my experience, I do the research the first time, the initial research, um, look at projections where they say they're going. You know, I do my little initial background and then I, I invest or I don't invest and I just leave it. Like I said, I'll go back and check on it quarterly I mean some of them I'll check on more often but I just go back and check and I always invest the money I can afford to invest mm -hmm. so I'm not stressing about it went up five or ten dollars it went mm -hmm. down five or ten dollars um, I'm there for a while okay but now if I want to get into doing what you do where you're trading every day you're reading charts every single day where are the basics where do I start Who's the ideal client? Because I'll tell you, I'm gonna give um, <laughs> I'm gonna give my friend Natasha Bruley. Hey, Natasha, heads up. We were talking. I had a little um, kind of a review session with her, a little investing session, and we were talking about the different type of investors, and we had named them. Let me see. Mm -hmm. So we said we have the marathoners. That's what we decided. So mm -hmm. I'm a marathoner, and she was a marathoner. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we said we have the um, middle of the road people. We call them the, just the middle of the road guys. They're kind of in and out, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then she, she said this one. This was really good. And then she said, we got the helicopters, the ones that are hovering. They're watching every five minutes. It went up. It went down. We, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. she and I, we are, we are marathoners. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to look at it. We don't even have the interest to look at it every day. Mm -hmm. But she's married to somebody who's a different type of investor. Mm -hmm. So... They're not clashing, but you know, the way she's looking at the investment, the way he's looking at it, the investment is two different sets of eyes. Mm -hmm. um, not that one is better or worse, it's mm -hmm. just what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's the goal, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. Depends on what you should invest in, how much, and mm -hmm. you know. Um, so okay, so you have these three type of investors. We're newbies, can you kind of give us just a heads up? If you're one of these three, if you could just, I, I wanna start here. So that people that are listening, they understand where they are. Okay, the helicopter, you guys are people that are going to be checking these accounts every single day. I mean, you're just just that type of person. You want to look at the numbers every single day. You have the middle of the rotors and like, eh, you know, maybe every week, every couple weeks, I may just glance at it quickly and not really worried about it. Then you got marathoners, me and Natasha. We put the stuff there and we like, whatever, call me in a year. You know, I may remember I even have it in a year. I'm so bad. I'm terrible. <laughs> I got investments places I haven't checked in more than a year. They're That's just sitting thing. there. I don't know. I surprised myself with some surprise Bitcoin not, not too long ago. I found an old wallet, had no idea I even had Bitcoin in it. Hey, so a good thing. my stuff just sits, which isn't always a good thing. <laughs> so the three different investment type personalities, where do they go? Where do they start? What do we do? What do you tell these three different people? Um, I tell these th three different people that, I mean, they all start um, in the same area. Uh, first, you have to identify yourself. Um, are, how much time and effort are you willing to uh, put into the 
research and the knowledge necessary to pick your own stocks. The people that I guess you would call the helicopter people, um, I would consider those the day traders or the mm -hmm. people that are uh, actively in the markets every day. Um, those people uh, ought to have uh, more market knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they do, but they well, ought I was going to stop you there. Uh, <laughs> so these aren't always the people that know everything. They're no. the people that just watch it. Right. Um, so, um, you know, they definitely ought to have uh, more market knowledge in order to keep up with the minute by minute, hour by hour changes of price in the day, uh, because that's how they trade the, I guess, kind of the middle ground people to so and so. Um, I don't know, I kind of see those as kind of two different people, either they're uh, swing traders, people that um, are active, but don't, um, you know, make buys and sells so tell every us what day. swing trader okay a swing trader one on one what's um, a swing trader i know trader but what is, what is that's it? different from a day trader and this is this you know one on one a day trader is somebody that will buy a stock or buy an option and buy an asset that day and sell it that day um, I'm coming in the market uh, today at 9.30 or 10 a.m. I'm going to buy Microsoft, and then at 12.30, I'm going to sell Microsoft. That's a day trader. Okay. A swing trader is somebody that will come in and see Microsoft but may see it a little bit differently and say, okay, I'm going to buy Microsoft today, and I'm going to hold it till next week or I'm going to hold it till next month and um, let this price you know, get to where I believe it's going to go. Um, that's a swing trader. You put the trade on and kind of let it sit for a little while but not necessarily, um, you know, like throw it in the back of your mind. You still want to mm -hmm. be in tune with mm -hmm. it. And then you have uh, what Don't be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say, then you have like what are position traders or investors who, um, you know, may buy Microsoft today and put it in a 401k or put it in an account and won't look at it until next year or two years from now. They just know they're going to add Microsoft to their account and not, you know, worry about it. So, um, you know, those three people, um, well, dealing with the middle group, like if you're a swing trader, um, you still need to have, um, you know, uh, knowledge of the market. You still need to be in tune with the market. Um, though the other side of the so-so people I kind of see as people who are dibbling and dabbling in trading, like they don't, they don't, do it, but they might buy, you know, a stock mm -hmm. or option here or there. Um, they might, you know, put a little money to the side or something here or there, but they don't keep up with it. So, I mean, even those people like, um, no matter what level you are, for me, what I teach all my traders is, you know, know what you own and why you own it. No matter what level, mm -hmm. if you're a short term, if you are mid in that mid group, or if you're a long term position trader, know what you own and why you own it. Have a why. That's what I'm big about in all my teaching. Have your why. So that's where you know any investor or trader can start is going in and like, why am I why am I doing this in general? Why am I buying stocks? What is my reason or purpose for buying stocks as opposed to real estate or as opposed to forex? Like, what about it? intrigues me like I know great forex traders but once again like my my background is economics so I look at it a little differently but mm -hmm. because I took international trade economics back in college I didn't like inter and that's what forex is mm -hmm. is looking at the international trade of the currencies so like I understand the economics of certain of these different things my strength was in industrial organization the industries and the companies so I didn't really like forex and, and still to this day 
don't really do it. But whatever you are into, um, you know, have that knowledge, have your why of why you're getting into. My strength is in looking in these industries and companies, so I'm going to focus on stocks. Um, why am I getting into this stock? Well, I've looked at this, I've looked at this, I've looked at this, I've looked at the chart. All of these are giving me, you know, indications that, you know, price should, could and should go up. So, so okay, so uh, you said similar, same thing I say. You have to know the why. You have to have a reason. You have to have a goal. There's mm -hmm. a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and then with the tra with the training, everyone should get trained. Mm -hmm. Everyone I feel, even me, the marathoner, I know enough. And I'm not buying I'm not buying masses of anything. Mm -hmm. So I know enough that I'm, I'm getting by. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, some of it may be luck because I'm probably not checking as enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, or maybe it was very good research. Maybe I thought it would go and it did go. But um, so uh, this is kind of just a, who, who's your favorite to work with out of the three types? Do you have a favorite type that you work with? Is there a? I, because I'm a swing trader, I like working with swing traders. Okay. Um, but you'll work with the others? Oh, yeah, most okay. definitely. I, I work with long-term traders, and I work with day traders every day. Um, the, the underlying process is the same as far as evaluating um, a stock or evaluating a position, at least the way I, tra I teach and that way I mm -hmm. trade. Um, for my day traders and long-term traders, it's still about making sure you're in something good. You want to be in a good company. So baseline we want to identify what is a good company what's looking to grow what's not looking to grow because you don't want to put money in nothing that's going down so mm -hmm. um even for my day traders like i'd start with the you know let's pick something good first and then as this is moving we got an idea of this is going up mm -hmm. we can position each day to get in and out as that as that stock is moving up and down so so when i took your live was it a week ago what was that you guys he had this live it was really good if you're a trader it any level honestly you there was a lot to be learned <laughs> from that what one hour one and a half hours maybe mm -hmm. it was uh, maurice had his pick of stocks this is from what i now i was preoccupied but i was listening mm -hmm. he had his list of stocks where he was reviewing his your predetermined list i don't know if this was a continuation of maybe you had something okay no so not a he, predetermined list he had a list of major companies you would recognize most of them mm -hmm. and he had his it was a um it was a zoom so we could see his screen mm -hmm. so he showed us the charts and the the the, the graph it was going up or down the alligator i know the alligator mm -hmm. see jamar i know the alligator <laughs> um and he was showing it to us and he was saying okay this is what i see this is what i don't see this is what i like about this chart this is what i don't like if it hits here, it should go up higher. If it hits here, it probably will go down. We need it to hit this level to, to, to be the floor. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. And then he let people who were on the Zoom call out their stocks. Mm -hmm. Like if they had been watching um, their own portfolio or looking at getting into something, um, he allowed them to call out whatever company they were watching. He pulled up the chart right there live, and he did the same thing with the, with the um, stocks that people selected. So 
I kind of went off a little bit, but what was that? Because I, you sent me an invite, right? Mm-hmm. I got an invite. Mm-hmm. Who were these people? Because I don't know who they were. Who were the people? Are they in a group of yours? Is it something you normally do? Like, what was that? Okay, so it is something that I normally do. Um, because I miss them. You know what? I Every time I would tell you I miss them. I'm going to start tagging you and everyone. Tag me. Exactly. <laughs> but um, like I said at the beginning, it's very easy to find me on Facebook. Um, on Facebook Live, I go every Tuesday evening, um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and I call it Charts with Mo. And that's basically what I do is I cover the charts that, you know, of the stocks that people call in and ask for. I may have one or two that I've been looking at during the week, or I may highlight one that, you know, DCG traded and, you know, we did pretty good on. Um, but it's mostly for the callers that call in. Whatever stocks that they call in and ask and want to see the chart for, um, I usually go through and I show what I see on the chart. Um, one reason why I love doing it and I like, you know, uh, doing the chart aspect is because, like I said, my background is in fundamentals. That's where I started is mm-hmm. fundamental analysis, DCF, and I like the long way. So um, dealing with charts, you know, what I show traders is that um, you have to be able to marry the two. You have to know the underlines of what's going on with that company and what's going on with the economy to make sure you getting in at a good, decent time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, um, the charts, it shows the buys and the sales that day or that minute, that hour, regardless of what your theoretical price may be, <laughs> what DCF may say the price ought to be, the chart is what that value of that it's stock is because that's what people bought and sold for on that day at that time. So I like to show the chart uh, because it allows people to see one for those that are not, um, you know, familiar that it does move up and down every day. So there are opportunities to quote unquote buy low and sell high, whether it's during the day, whether it's, you know, throughout the week or throughout the month, you know, those charts move at all different times. So that's that opportunity there, but also because it's a visualization of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, mood and the activity of that chart what other investors and big money investors are thinking about that chart so uh for those that you know feel like you don't understand charts i've had plenty of people that start that don't and then you know coming in three four or five calls later okay i see that okay i see this Mm -hmm. and then i go through you know with each one um a lot of people don't know all the terms and that's cool i tell it like it's going to be french when you first kind of understand it but when you um are determined to kind of marry what you know this picture is saying about the price of this stock and where it can possibly go and you are determined to you know learn about the different things of the chart what support means what resistance means how that can help you in your trading or investing um, it it makes you that much more beneficial even for long-term traders I tell them um, you know if you look at a chart um, like, cause some people, most people would, um, you know, identify charts with day traders, like day traders, they looking at the numbers moving right, right. up and down. Yeah. That's, that's it. But I tell, um, you know, long-term traders, if you look at a chart and, um, each one of those sticks, each one of those lines, if you make them, um, worth like one month out or, you know, one week. So each candle is one week of prior mm-hmm. action or one month of price action. You can see a longer term view of the buys and sales of that stock. And you can still on the one month chart, um, be able to place your entry and hold it for three, four or five months based on that chart mm-hmm. instead of three, four or five minutes or three, four or five hours on the uh, five minute or hourly chart. So you, no matter what type of investing you do, the charts can benefit you. So the so, chart is fundamental. 
will you start people with the chart? Where do you start? Where do I start with both. Um, I, I start with both because, like I said, it's important to have the fundamentals and the technical. So um, I start people with learning how to um, evaluate a stock, learning how to pick a stock, learning how to pick an option if you want to trade the option on a stock, um, what things to look for um, in um, maximizing your risk and return, maximizing your probability of success. Because that's what it like when you boil down what trading is mathematically like uh, black shows like on is probabilities it's all probability mm -hmm. and what you know trading is what all of the analysis for is increasing the probability in your favor no matter if you're day trading or no matter if you're long-term investing you want to increase the probabilities in your favor so um this you know that's analysis. what i teach what it, i do all day that's right it exactly you know about insurance increasing mm -hmm. the you know the probabilities so that's all it's about we want to decrease but okay. well <laughs> I'm going opposite, but yes, same <laughs> but thing, you know, same, same thing. thing, but you know what I mean? So like I start people with like, you know, understanding how to increase those probabilities is understanding the company. So we're going to understand how to um, analyze this company and the environment it's in, which is the company and the market. Mm -hmm. And then once we evaluate this company and we kind of got a good idea that this one's good to go with, then we're going to evaluate what its price is doing and that's where the charts come in because it's like what to buy and when to buy so the what to buy is evaluating the stock evaluating the company evaluating the etf the when to buy is looking at the chart looking at the price action over long term over intermediate term and determining when is the best high probable time for an entry uh for success okay so that was a lot i'm glad mm -hmm. we covered that I'm still going to take us back one step mm -hmm. because you used a lot of terms. That's fine. Again, I'm familiar, but I don't know right. who is familiar. Right. So we have, you de You described day trading, you described swing traders, you de described long-term traders mm -hmm. or investors. But you've said options, you've mm -hmm. said Forex, you've mm -hmm. said ETFs. Mm -hmm. All right, you need to tell us what are these different things. Okay. What? Okay, so we know time horizon type traders now we got the three different types of traders what are these different things that these people are trading okay great that's an excellent question okay so we got types <laughs> of traders. We, had the, we had the low we had level the, so uh, we start. like the way you're breaking it down that's great <laughs> so now we have um the type of traders now we have what they trade mm -hmm. what what is it that you know you're trading and when people say trading like you know is simply buying and selling like i like to um equate it with um, having like a, a fruit stand or, you know, and, but you're not growing the fruit. Like you have to buy the fruit and then sell it. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to get bad fruit because you're not going to sell bad fruit. You want to get good fruit to put on display to be able to sell to other people at the higher price when they see this good fruit that you got. So like it's, it's, uh, very simple and, um, all the different things that, you know, these people that I was talking about are just all different types of fruit. It's just the types of fruit that I'm selling or buying and selling to, you know, trade. Mm -hmm. um, we have stocks, which are um, parts ownership of a company. Mm -hmm. um, then we have options, which are uh, contracts um, that allow you to control uh, stocks, um, but not necessarily own stocks. Um, it's, it's a different type of asset. And I know that that definition is a little kind of 
foggy, but um, it's a contract that allows you to use stocks in order to make money. You don't have to. Buy, I don't have to buy Microsoft in order to make money off Microsoft. So is that when you're buying, whether the price, whether you're saying the price will go up or down? Am I? Is that the right? What is it when you buy? Or you sell the calls. Maybe I'm thinking calls and puts. That's what I'm options thinking are. Call. Okay. That's what options calls are. And calls puts. and puts. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on the right you, track. Right. Calls and puts. You buy so you're buying, if... expecting it to go up or it... expecting it to go down. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, okay. Not... I had a securities license back in the day. I never really <laughs> used it, but I did take the exam and passed it. I was securities licensed for a minute. That's cool. I mean, so you're right on point. Um, and that's, that's what options are. There are a different type of asset. Um, that will like, okay, so for instance, if I wanted to um, somehow invest in Microsoft, there are a few ways that I can invest in Microsoft uh, or trade Microsoft in order to make money. I can buy the stock itself or and sell it at mm -hmm. its price, um, at a higher price, or I can buy an option um, which uh, will allow me to gain or, or lose, um, depending on how Microsoft moves, but I don't directly own Microsoft. So um, that's kind of what an option, well, not kind of, that's what an option is. So when you buy the option, are you buying it from the same trading houses that you buy yep. the stocks from? Yep, okay. yep, you're, same brokerage, you're just buying a contract instead of buying um, the part ownership of the and company. And it's cheaper. That's cheaper to do, isn't it? Not, necess no? okay. not necessarily cheaper. What I like to say is it has built-in leverage, which has um, higher uh, risk-reward capabilities for okay. you. So um, where Microsoft, I don't know exactly where it is right now, but it's in the $200 range, $210, $212, something like that. So instead of buying uh, Microsoft at $200, uh, I may be able to buy an option contract. That option contract may be $300, but it will allow me to control 100 shares of Microsoft. And so you're how, getting the uh, increase of 100, 100 shares, shares of Microsoft within that contract instead of just one if I paid the two hundred dollars and it go up to two ten I you get ten dollars. Yeah, but if I own the contract that controls a hundred shares and it goes from two hundred to two ten, I'm able to capture a hundred shares worth of increase from right. that two hundred to two ten. So it's built in leverage. Um that's why a lot of trip because you can make a lot of money with mm -hmm. options. But um you know, you can also lose a lot with options, which is where a lot of people get caught up. So um, if you lose on an option, do you just lose your 300? You, you lose your, your initial uh, investment. So that's, so that's the key with options. It goes it, down from 200 to 190. It went backwards, $10. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make anything because I didn't make a gain, mm -hmm. but my $300 investment could be 50% lower, 75% lower, maybe zero. Because it's the percentage of the loss? There are or am few, I going too deep? Am I am I over 101? I think you're over 101 <laughs> okay. for that. Um, I do I do an options course, uh, and I have an options course that I uh, teach with my uh, my partner JD um, in the Stock Scouts group. We have one in February, so for anybody right, you guys. know, reach out. You know, I'll continue to post about it, and we, we can get into the nitty gritty of why why that happens. Okay. But um, there is built-in leverage, and you can make a lot. But without the right strategy, you can lose everything. If you bought Microsoft and Microsoft goes from 200 to 190 or 185, you just lose that. Mm -hmm. But it going from 200 to 185 on the option could lose that entire 300, um, depending on you know what option you pick or such and okay. such. So, 
Um, At least we know. Okay, so we know stocks. We know options. Um, ETF? ETFs. Okay, so an ETF is akin to a mutual fund. Okay. That's where I like to start. Um, most people are familiar with mutual funds. Mutual fund is um, a collection of stocks based on some type of you know theme or um, some type of um, program that you know the manager has or you know whatever they're trying to accomplish. Um, and it's a collection of stocks right. to reduce the risk on just owning one. A collection in a category usually. A collection in a category, right? An ETF is the same thing, but they are easier to access than mutual funds. A lot of times for a person to get into a mutual fund, they have to pay a $5,000. Most mm-hmm. mutual funds, there are some that may be 2500 but most mutual funds are 5000 or 10000 to get you know a share. And you can only get in at a certain time of year. You can only pull out at a certain time of year. So it's a lot of um, red I'm not a fan tape. of those. Yeah, me. Um, <laughs> I'm not me personally. This is not investment <laughs> advice. I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm never a fan of anything that's going to control the money, the dates, the time. That's yep. not me. That's that's how I feel. If too. I'm gonna mess up, let me mess up on my own. That's I don't right. want you to lock me into messing up. That's right. That's why. Uh, you know, for me, studying, I've always studied hedge funds. Um, well, mutual funds as well, but I've leaned more towards hedge funds because they offer that look, that flexibility, mm-hmm. a little bit more. But um, and a hedge fund is typically the same thing as a mutual fund, but they have um, less strict rules on what they can and cannot invest in in a mutual fund. So I'm gonna keep it one on one on that one. Okay. But um, a mutual fund, like I said, a mutual fund is a collection of stocks. Now an ETF is similar to that, um, but like instead of having to pay that five thousand dollars or that ten thousand dollars, an ETF is traded on the stock market just like a stock. It's a collection of stocks that. Um, are put together in a vehicle um, called an ETF, and that vehicle has a price that's traded every day, and you can buy it every day, every minute, trade it how often you want to, just like a stock. So when I'm listening to this, how you're breaking these different types of investment tools, vehicles, or whatever, literally, we're talking about one company, possibly, that can be traded, or you can make money off of it. We've talked about Five or five different ways already, at least. <laughs> so one company, I can get into it by buying the stock, buying the option, buying it in the ETF, buying it on the hedge funds. I mean, there are just one company over and over and over again. Okay, so I don't know if this is one on one again, but what now what does the company because if you buy the stock directly, that money goes directly to, since we've been using um, Microsoft, that money goes directly to Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy a share of Microsoft stock, that is now a Microsoft asset, correct? Theoretically, yes. Theoretically. Without with, staying one-on-one, yes. Okay. <laughs> when I'm doing all these other things, I'm buying contracts. How are they, are they doing, getting any benefit from this? Or is this just something that's been... Um, that's been made, not made up. I don't want to call it made up, but is this something that's just, well, America makes up a lot of stuff. So is this something that's just been created? Innovation, yes. Yeah, it's just created to make, a, to make money off of? Yes. Um, and <laughs> a, yes, it is, but a lot of these uh, concepts are still um, ancient in their, um, in their approach. Um, option, you know, options on stocks is new, but... Um, option contracts or 
um, theoretically having the option to pay for something now and receive it later. Mm -hmm. That's what an that's what the option is. Like it's I I'm buying this contract right now so that I will have over this time period the ability to buy Microsoft at this okay, price. Right. So you know that has not changed. So you know. we like our utilities. I just had to renew my gas bill, so I had to lock into a contract that I'm going to in and the future. Pay this amount, and yep. this is what I, I mean, that's basically the same thing. So, um, you know, even though they are, quote, unquote, like financial innovations, um, still within the concept, context of human history and human interaction and business interaction, they're not necessarily that new. Um, okay. You can find uh, different evidences going back centuries. So, Okay. Yeah. So we've got the the different assets or the different investment types. We've got the different investment uh, personalities. Is there any one way? So people who've listened says, okay, I'm definitely a middle of the road or I'm definitely a helicopter. Is there something that fits a personality better than another personality or is it just what people prefer? That's a great question. Um, being a, uh, a trading coach the last year and a half. Yeah, you've seen some people come through. Yes, you've I've seen, seen some, a lot of people come through. You've seen through. some people <laughs> shoot to the stars, and you've seen some people hit rock bottom. Fall by the wayside, <laughs> all of that. Um, so what I've come to find out and understand is that um, people come in thinking they are this type, like this is what I am. Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that they aren't, or they can't be, but they have to know what that entails. And it's not until, the, until they start trading in that realm that they figure out either I'm this or <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> right. Um, one of the things that I, I do help uh, all of my traders with is um, I provide them with a traders, uh, a psychological traders assessment. And mm -hmm. that's how I start off all, you know, traders that work with me is a psychological assessment. Um, and this is assessment was created by um, a famous trading doctor um, who a PhD who basically spent his life evaluating successful traders and evaluating um, the psychological traits that um, make them successful. So uh, I provide this um, How assessment. How long is this um, it's, And it's quite short. It's like 30 questions or something. It takes okay. like five minutes to okay. do. I um, would like to take one. I, I will send you the link. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a marathoner, but I'd like to see. I, I definitely <laughs> send you the link. And then I'll work with you. Most definitely. Um, what I love about this is assessment is that it really breaks down um, psychologically how you, based on the answers to your questions, how you are as a person and how you approach life and how those tendencies benefits you as a trader or and or um, how your weaknesses as your personality can hinder you as a trader and give you those things to work on in order to improve yourself as a trader then it also provides uh, kind of a profile of a famous millionaire billionaire trader that's, um, in that, your category? that's somewhere that in you your category so that's nice. um, yeah so for a lot of my traders uh, especially for my options course you know we provide the um, assessment and then I always provide a book of that trader uh, to the person oh, directly to them so nice, they can nice you know, guys that's yeah, nice yeah. so I try to uh, you know definitely help uh, traders see who they are first um, 
because psychology is, you know, yeah. that's the main part. Like once you like learning the different technicalities and learning the process, I mean, that's relatively easy. It's once, especially for day traders or swing traders, once you have that money on the line and you mm -hmm. see things going up and you see things going down and you got, you know, yeah. want to trust your analysis, but it's, it's red. <laughs> but you're watching it. <laughs> it's red and it's still going and you're like, mm, I don't know. Um, you know, that, that part, that part can't be taught. That part has to be felt. That part has to be experienced. Right. And, you need you know, to feel the emotion. You, you have to. And, you know, one thing I love about DCG is that we provide, you know, the atmosphere to um, safely experience that. <laughs> and But but also not experience it. So, right. It's so bad. Like, we, we, we can keep you away from those low, 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 lows. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, I mean, but it's all about the psychology, so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 just funny. So I want to take it because I want to see. But mm -hmm. uh, I may have told the story before. I don't know if I ever told in the podcast. But um, what did Jamar had me buy something, a crypto? I don't mm -hmm. even remember what it was, but it was way back. Mm -hmm. And I was on safari. I was in South Africa on mm -hmm. safari, mm -hmm. and he calls me on my cell phone on safari. So I see it's Jamar answer the phone. Hey, Jamar. You know, I'm kind of whispering. I'm on safari. I'm trying not to scare the animals away. And he's yelling, Kai, sell something. Whatever, Kai, you got to get out of it. At this point, I don't have anything on my, I don't have any apps on my phone. So, I, you know, I was doing everything on my computer. I'm on safari. And he's like, you got to sell it. You got to sell it. And I was like, Jamar, I'm on safari. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I can't get out the truck and walk <laughs> i don't have my laptop with me there's lions over there yeah there's lions <laughs> it's against the rules to get out the so i'm like i'm gonna have to take the he's like you need to sell. i said it's okay you know he was so passionate mm -hmm. and he wanted to save me and i was okay i was not upset at i wasn't upset with him or even at myself mm -hmm. i was on a vacation i really wanted to be on i was on a safari enjoying myself and he is adamant that i needed to sell i need to get out of my position he kept saying you gotta get out of this position again and i was like jamar is fine I'm going to take the loss on this one. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I'm going to take the loss. Mm -hmm. And, I again, I can't even remember what it was. So it went wherever. I didn't even remember checking when I got back to the hotel. I think it did whatever it did. And I, I went out to dinner the next, the same night, went somewhere <laughs> and had, had a, that wasn't my travel money. So <laughs> it was good. good. I had my money. You know, whatever it did, it did. And it was just very funny. So when I talked to him later, I was like, you know, thank you for trying to save me. But it's okay. I was out enjoying my family time vacation, which he also pushes. And I was like, whatever it was, I just took a loss. So, yeah, I want to take that because I'm, I really feel like I'm a marathoner. Mm -hmm. I buy a lot of stuff and just tuck it away. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, I don't even remember what I paid for it sometimes. But, like, some things I've gotten lucky. I have stocks that have paid dividends mm -hmm. that I've had for so many years. It's already paid for itself in the dividend. Mm -hmm. It's split. You know, I've had stocks that have split several times and paid me dividends. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't I don't care what the price is, really, mm -hmm. because I'm like, I've had it so long. It's already paid for itself. That's how it, that's one of the ways psychologically to approach dividends. Like it, you don't approach dividend stock or picking a dividend stock the same way you approach, you know, picking a Tesla or Apple, mm -hmm. you know, major growth stock is is different things that are going to. Um, especially if you're picking it for dividends, that's a different goal. Right. So you have to account for those, that goal and look for those qualities in that type of company. So, so do you look at those very differently? 
the next yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. There's different things you have to check off on your list for okay. a uh, for a income company. That's what they call it, income company. Okay. Um, so yeah, because okay. they're not always going to be as strong in price as a growth company. Um, a lot of times they will range in price, um, or they won't move up as much. Or right, they, will they seem even more consistent down. a lot of times. Right, and so you you know I had quite a few traders like yeah I'm, I bought this for the dividend but you know the price is going down so I'm getting out today it's like that those two don't <laughs> right. that those two goals then you don't, don't make get the sense. dividend right <laughs> weren't so you here for the dividend that's that's what I thought right so you have to approach like you know I guess kind of a key tip um, looking at dividend stocks dividends are and I you know a lot of things that I get I got from reading you know mm -hmm. all of those different books and so um, one of my my favorite I guess first idols is Warren Buffett I tell people all of that that's who I followed and studied and in his book um, security analysis he talks about um, I mean they go into great depth on how to look at different securities and income securities dividend stocks ought to be looked at a lot like bonds you want to be able to make sure that the company can continue to service that dividend no matter what the stock price looks like no matter mm -hmm. what goes on right. in and out that does is that company making cash flow is that cash flow enough to cover the dividend and increase the dividend next quarter or next year that's what matters with an income company the growth you know and the right. stock price is an add-on to it right but if you buy in for it you want a solid company that's going to be it and a lot of times they don't go up in price a lot right. so people kind of miss that but it's a different approach so i liken that to you're saying all this and i talk to a lot of people i do a lot of advising for different reasons mm -hmm. but the way you're explaining it in my mind i'm hearing because this is so in the news right now foreclosures mm -hmm. and and evictions and all this so i'm I, what i'm hearing in my mind because i'm talking to people when you're screening a tenant you want to make sure they can pay the rent you want to make sure they can pay the rent every month. You want to make sure they can pay. You're not as concerned with the type of job they have. You're not as concerned with the bonuses they receive. You know, credit score does mean something because good credit typically means you do pay your bills. Same thing with a company. Exactly. <laughs> so, and that's why I was saying when yep. you're saying this, it's saying the same thing to me exactly. because I, for whatever reason, I get a lot of people asking me about tenant help and rent. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why, well, maybe because I sell house and homeowners insurance, but um, yep. yeah. So there's just you want to look at it's going to be a good client is mm -hmm. it going to be a good client there's certain things that may look negative on the outside mm -hmm. but that's not really your concern that doesn't have anything to do with them paying the rent on right. the first of the month not they at all. drive a loud car or whatever it is it doesn't that's irrelevant to can they pay their rent have they been keeping up all the rest of their bills where they're financially responsible yep. blah 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 and will they continue to be able to do it exactly does it seem like they will continue exactly. to be able to do it does that's the history that show that they've been paying rent or mortgage or whatever they're okay that's a dividend company there, there you, you go. go yep all the extra stuff is great great credit and great job and you right know, that's, right that's a plus right but as long as they can pay okay so let me think, what else is 101? Because that, that's about the extent of what I know. So you tell me what else. Um, what are things, how long does it take to become a okay trader? Like, because we all, I, of course I get them and I know you get them because somehow they're reading our tags on our social media or whatever. So we're always getting, join our group. I can make you rich in three months. You know, we get all those. I'm going to learn myself because I'm going to control my accounts and my money about how, and of course there's a learning curve for everybody, mm -hmm. but about how long is it going to take before I can 
just at least be mediocre, a mediocre tra- um, trader. So I'm not, I'm not at the top. I'm not at the bottom. And then maybe, and this again will vary based on how much you need. How long does it take before I can be trading by my, just trading, not by myself, but kind of by myself, maybe with a group of people, but by myself and make enough to cover my income. So now I can leave my job. And I know that's very, I mean, was I making 5,000 a month? Was I making 10,000 a month? It mm-hmm. matters, but you know, just on the average. It depends. The old, <laughs> right. Every I know time I, everything. I, I say that, I think back into grad school because one was that's that's the old economist line is it depends. So every right. time I say, it makes me chuckle. But um, you know, it really does. Um, I, I think, and it depends on how much you start to trade with too, because you got to grow the account to build the money. I, I mean, I understand. That's all that. where I was gonna get to. It's two things. It's you know w- what your capital is looking like. I mean, we have folks in DCG that are able to start with a hundred thousand dollars and oh, are able yeah, that's to, not my group. you know, are, <laughs> but we also have people that, you know, have the $500 account and they are able to build from that $500 account. So, um, it depends on what your, um, what your capital base is as far as like, if it can take over your income, mm-hmm. um, as far as like how to, how long it will be to be successful or to be able to do it on your own. I kind of got two things to say about that, but first, um, for me and for what I've seen, it takes as long as it takes the person to identify the type of trader they are and marry that with, you know, their personality and their goals and their time commitments outside of trading. So are you learning your personality because you're you're having them try all three? How how are they find how you're giving them an assessment? Mm-hmm. My assessment says I'm this, but I really think I'm that. So now you're coaching me and I'm in my mind, I see your assessment, but it's wrong. In my mind, I'm a this trader. Your assessment from what you see, I'm a that trader. So what are you doing? Are you letting me go ahead and go down the yellow brick road? I think is my road because I think I'm this trader. And so we do this. I do this for six months or whatever the timeline is. I do this and then I find out your assessment maybe was right. So now I'm going to try your road. Like, how does this work? Okay, so I mean that's that's a great question. Um, no, it it really doesn't work like that. Like most people, like I said, come in and they have an idea of what they want to do, and a lot of times it is because of their time commitment. You know, mm-hmm. if you have the time to to during market hours, which is nine thirty a.m. to four p.m., if you can sit in front of a computer, you know, during those out, most people that are transitioning out of a nine to five, they can't do that, so they obviously can't be a day trader. Or, you know, they may want to be, but they need mm-hmm. to get to that point. Um, so a lot of times people's time commitments, all you know, in general, already kind of place them. Um, a bit as of it. far as, you know, the uh, personality test and how I bring them in is that um, we are able to kind of see where your strengths and weaknesses are wherever you are um, and apply them to wherever you are. So, um, you know. What usually ends up happening is we have um, traders that come in being one thing. Uh, they may be a swing trader because they don't have as much time. They got a nine to five. Um, we've had a couple people be able to leave their nine to five. So now they're swing traders and they're day traders because mm-hmm. they have that time now and mm-hmm. they have the capital to, to Fire do, their boss. Just, just, you know, go through day by day. So, and then we have others that, I, you know, I have other traders that love they, they job, they nine to fives. They not going to leave. They don't plan on leaving. But, you know, they still 
take day swing trades and that's just what they do. They put on a trade for this week and you know, I got one one dude works in oil and he'll be gone for a while. So he'll put mm-hmm. on a trade mm-hmm. and then come back, you know, two weeks later and he'll set up his trades like that. Like, okay, I'm gonna put this one out and when I come back, you know, I'm gonna exit out based on, you know, what right. we've shown and you know, so um it really just depends on the person and how committed they are to being a trader um, and being uh, the type of trader that's right for them. Most people realize trading isn't right for them. So, you know, they would rather just pay somebody else to, you know, put their money in the fund and let somebody else manage it. Like, that's perfectly right. okay, but it takes time for that person to figure that out. So, so I decide I want you to be my coach. Mm-hmm. I want to train under you. Mm-hmm. How much time is that? How, what, how is your program structured? Okay, that and that and that goes into the other point I wanted to make um, is that about being able to trade by yourself. That's one of the um, beauties that I love about DCG is that we don't believe in trading alone. Like we don't think you should trade alone. Right. You should never. And trade I didn't alone. mean trade alone because I'm with the group too. Mm-hmm. But I meant why well, I'm not calling you every ten minutes. Well, <laughs> right, right. Why I'm and not that's a, a beginner, beginner, and I'm harassing you. And that's a process we start off with from the get-go. We want you to be able to find the stuff on your own, pick the stuff on your own. We give you the tools to um, and the resources that we use to find stuff and pick stuff. And we also um, give you little tidbits uh, so that you have something to start with. Like our baseline is our mastermind report. Our two baselines for DCG is our mastermind report and then our calls that we have <clears throat> Excuse me, every day every day of the week we have Mm -hmm. um, some type of live call whether it's covering uh, crypto forex or stocks and options so that um, whoever joins is able to get that direct attention um, to you know move forward but then we also provide the report which uh, like I said has all our whys we have to know why we're getting into the crypto market um, while we're getting into the stock market while we're getting in the forex market and once we have that fundamental we come back and we provide you with certain coins to look out for for the month we provide you with certain stocks certain forex pairs or commodities to look out for um for the month based on research so that you can have something to start with Mm -hmm. um and you will have our process so that as stuff come past your way um you know you can use the tools to um evaluate the stocks that you get on your own so we kind of take you by the hand we provide you the tools we provide you the resources we provide you some stocks based on these tools that we've used and then throughout our calls throughout um you know just the community and being active um you know everybody participates and and gives and you are able to uh build off of that foundation from the get-go so it's not like it's it is that we handhold you but it's not that um we do anything for you like our thing is to Mm -hmm. create independent traders independent investors um and so we start from the get-go you know you start here you get these things come to this call um at you know write down your questions ask your questions come to this call reach out to me at this time you know when i'm live here bring your questions here because that's where i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. um and we have plenty throughout like i there's i I get the schedule (laughs) we have plenty (laughs) i get throughout the the week so um and then uh, a beautiful one of the beautiful things about that is um you know a lot of people that come in from forex or from stocks 
will look at and say, you know, it's a crypto group or even coming from crypto and be like, man, this, all this for us. Oh, yeah, I got stocks here, too. Like what's beautiful about our approach and our analysis in that report is that all markets run together, like global markets, mm -hmm. the institutions, all the banks and, and the big funds, they all invest in Forex, they all invest in stocks, they all are investing in crypto now. Um, like so Now all... only three or four have announced. <laughs> yeah, announced it. <laughs> right. Right. But they are all the funds and all the fund flow, it moves together. And if you you know, I read reports for a living. So if you read like, you know, the Blackstone group reports, though these global um, investment firms uh, the Morgan Stanley reports, J.P. Morgan reports, they are in all of these assets. So um, the money flow and the knowledge flow, it, it is congruent among the crypto market, the Forex market, and the stock market. So our approach, even if I, even because I don't trade Forex, I'm mm -hmm. still on you Mike's call. Right. I'm still um, getting his info because what he see with a pair um, or with a commodity may help what ETF or what stock I pick in that certain thing or deals with that, that will help me move in the same thing. And the same thing with crypto. There might be something moving with um, a particular crypto or funds are moving here that will give me indication on a stock that also is moving in the same direction. So I don't even have to necessarily trade the crypto to take advantage of that information that's provided in the mm. report. So, I mean, we cover all bases and, um, everybody that you know joins is is nothing like it and so there is nothing like it so i would say my suggestion is to get on the trades with mo is that what you call it? trading with mo uh, charts with mo charts with mo uh-huh definitely do that yes that is a good very easy entryway to just seeing if you're going to work with him on stock trading mm -hmm. what you're going to be doing what you're going to be looking looking mm -hmm. at mm-hmm because some people are gonna look at those charts and just be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Some people, people will, are yeah, they look at that is. chart and they'll be like, "What in the all these lines? You got horizontal line, you got it, and then you're moving the chart around. Okay, let me let me elongate it to a year out. Let me go. Oh, no, I want to see what it did just in six hours. Let me, you know, you pulling the charts. Some people will lose their minds looking at that. And that's why I tell people come to me and ask you like even if you're on the call say I don't I don't get that or <laughs> uh, put it in the chat like what what does that mean I'm more than willing to slow it down and answer questions and also like behind that that's also why I tell people to kind of you know join up with DCG or look out for one of my options courses because it's that background um, you know it's hard to give in-depth background right. on every yeah because you chart were you and, were going through them and i kind of like all right in order for we're doing this one we're doing this one it. you went yeah. quickly yeah and so the more you are involved with it the quicker you will become with it but also the more you know you're involved with dcg the more you're involved as you know a trader i guess client the more those nuances will mm -hmm. make sense throughout like you can go from this tuesday not knowing nothing to next tuesday after taking a couple calls like oh Okay, I see support right there. Okay, right, all right. right. Well, it's not going above there, so that must be resistance. All right, well, so I'm learning a little something. Right. So, um, you know, come. That's me. Learn by osmosis. That's how you Being that's around how you, you guys so much. Yep. It's like, oh, no, I can read some charts now. <laughs> I can read some charts. <laughs> right. I'm not going to advise anybody, but I can personally read them a little bit. Yep, and it's not rocket science, and even rocket science is not rocket science. Right. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, if you're willing to learn it, like, it's just going 
do the basics and because and can I share about your son? Can please you, can you share, please. Okay, so he's talking about rocket science. What was that about two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago or so? Uh-huh. Maurice put a post up that his son actually uh, yeah. read a ch- what did he how did he research? Did he read the chart and he selected a winning stock? Well, I don't know if you call it winning, but he selected a play mm-hmm. that actually made money, right. Okay, so and he is how old? He's nine. Nine. So it, it, rocket scientist. <laughs> it often um, surprises me um, when I find out later on that he listens to me mm-hmm. and that he listens mm-hmm. to stuff before. So my son, you know, I'm always talking about DCG. I'm always talking about charts. I'm always talking about stocks. He helps me out on my calls, and he's used to uh and still kind of does helps me research certain picks so he kind of knows a little mm-hmm. bit knows how to pick out companies and um you know just keeping it real basic with him i told him that you know no matter what you ever invest in you know when you invest in the company you want to invest in something that's going to make money that's the basic thing like right. however that company makes money they need to continue to be able to make money um in order for you to get a return on your investment and so um, every month, like I said, I provide in the report, I provide a list of stocks that, um, you know, the traders in DCG can have access to to trade. If they don't, you know, want to think about it or they don't know what they want to trade, here's some that I research. Here here's some that, you know, here are the price points, here are the options, you know, have at it while you, you know, while you're learning. And so um, this, I think it was, uh, it might have been November's report uh, while I was doing the research. Noah came and he was like, we were riding in the car and he was like, dad, you know, I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about investing in a company that, you know, is going to make money, um, what about Walmart? I mean, Walmart, I mean, it's my favorite store and I'm always, <laughs> always going there and I'm buying stuff and everybody buys stuff from Walmart. Like, I mean, why not look at Walmart and, you know, invest in Walmart because everybody buys, they got to make money. And so I was like, yeah, you, you right, son. That's right. right, you, right. I mean, you're right on point. And so later that night or the next day, I went and I started looking up Walmart and the chart was set up beautifully. And this was mm-hmm. right before the, you know, uh, mm-hmm, Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. we're going into the shopping season. And I think we had just finished shopping at Walmart. So it was that shopping thing. And um, I looked at Walmart and Walmart ended up being one of our good, best performance stocks of uh, November. So he should, yeah, I think uh, Walmart did. 10 or 11 percent in november alone so yeah yeah he there did the same yep so you talk about rocket science <laughs> no it's repetition uh-huh. and training that's it basically just being He's around listening it. to you yep come join the crew at nine and he was eight at the time yep because he just had a birthday he just had a birthday all right well yep. i'm not gonna let noah beat me I'm about to challenge Noah. <laughs> I'm about to put Noah to the challenge here. Um, all right. So I don't know. I can't think of any other basic questions. Anything else that you think we should know? Um, if I could think of one other thing um, with investing or trading, I would like to give this. Mm-hmm. Um like I often talk about Warren Buffett because that's where I get a lot of things from. And I remember um, this one speech he gave to a college. He was like, um, you know, consider all your investments or if you're a day trader, all your trades, um, consider them as if you only have 10 investments you could ever make in your entire Mm. life. You only got 10. Once you make that investment, that's it. That's all you ever going to do ever. And so when you make those 10, that's what you're going to retire off of. That's what you're going to live off of. That's what your grandkids going to have, those 10 investments. Now, choose your company. And so 
with that. Don't do haphazardly, basically. Right. And it's, it's two things to come from that is, first of all, is knowing your why, why you're getting into something. Do a little bit of research into your companies so that, you know, you can have, um, you know, good risk reward, good probabilities of success. But also, you know, you don't want to put, quote unquote, all your eggs in one basket. Um, another thing that I see that trips up traders and new traders a lot is that no matter what size account they start with, um, but especially if you're starting with a small account, they will put too much at risk on one company, on mm. one trade. If you're starting with $1,000 and you're putting $600 on one trade, that is immense yes, risk to your account because everything's not gonna go your way. So I also um, teach traders to think about that, those 10 companies as um, risk management. You know, you wanna have 10% of at, you know you really want to have two or three percent. That's what most professional money managers and traders suggest. Into a trade, one trade. But see, wow. they manage hundreds of millions of oh, dollars. Yeah. It's hard for somebody with two, a three percent of a thousand. It's, right, it, right. It's twenty bucks. So right. how can I put twenty <laughs> bucks on a trade? Like it's not possible. So that's something else that I help traders get around is being able to build a small account um, and get to the point where you can put two and three percent. Um, risk on a trade but you start that with 10% you keep the the level of 10 if, if you have a thousand dollar account then each trade you put on is a hundred dollars no more then you risk that one hundred dollar and not even a whole one hundred dollars you risk um, you know 10% of that 100 you mm. know but each trade you put on you know don't you don't want one trade being the bulk of your capital um, so that is what I think um, you know, both from the, the choosing a good company, you only got 10 companies to choose, so make sure you're choosing a good one. But also, when you choose one, um, don't let it be the whole part of your portfolio. Look for nine other ones that are going right. to help you with your investment as well. So, I don't want to go too deep into this again, but mm. how many brokerage houses is a new trader using? Do you just set them up with one? Do you recommend one? Like I have about three I do too it depends on their goals and what they want to trade I, mm -hmm. I do have one that I normally for a stock and options trader I usually tell them to start with TD Ameritrade okay, that's, that's usually what I have. very easy to access for stocks and options um, I use Tastyworks it's more of an options platform so because I trade more options than just you know stocks mm -hmm. um, and you know I also have a fidelity account so um, I mean, it depends on what their goals are. Okay. Uh, but so they we all know, do something a little better. Right, than the or other. a little different. So um, I can help you, you know, navigate which one depending on what, you know, you're trying to uh, accomplish. And also depending on what assets you trade, you're going to need a different uh, brokerage or exchange for crypto than mm -hmm. you will for mm -hmm. um, stocks and options. Even the ones that allow you to do stocks, options, and crypto all in one. You still don't necessarily want to do that. There are certain ones that yeah. No, I do know. crypto ones on the cryptos, <laughs> yep. and I do stocks in my yep. yeah. So that's them. something we're also big on. What what um you know as far as those resources, the exchanges and stuff. What are the good ones to pick and keep with? So all right. So okay. So now we're. I think we've covered all the basics something like I that. I think we're about. But you're going to be available. I'm always so available. So if they want more, you guys are going to contact Maurice and mm -hmm. not necessarily me. You can contact me. You've heard the extent of what I know. 
<laughs> I'm going to give you my um, 101 answers and I'm going to still refer you back over to Maurice. But anyway, um, okay, so what's, uh, share where they contact you again. I'm right. going to put in the notes, but you go ahead and say it again, where they can find you, what you offer, what do you have upcoming? I know you said you have options class mm -hmm. coming up. All right, so once again, you can find me on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash mjackson612, Maurice Jackson, mjackson612. Um, that's my handle. Um, you can find me with the Digital Currency Guy, DCG. You can find me with Stock Scouts. That's also my group on Facebook. Um, Charts with Mo is live every Tuesday on Facebook and on Zoom. Um, easy to you know get mm -hmm. with me through. That's the, probably the easiest way is to contact me me through uh facebook um, most of other people that contact me email and uh phone are you know members and, and traders I, I give my attention to them so um as far as what i do i'm a trading coach um i basically develop traders so depending on you know especially if you're in stocks and options um i have uh various ways of developing your skills as a trader um, my main way is through the DCG uh, Mastermind Group um, with access to our report and our awesome community and our calls. Um, I also provide um, options courses uh, throughout the year with uh, my partner in the Stock Scouts, JD. Um, so I post those as well. You can join one of those. Our next one will be in February. Um, but most of my uh, services as far as for trading are offered through DCG and offer through the report. So, all right. Um, yeah. So I'm going to share all of his all of his information. You'll be able to find him. You can do do exactly what he just told you to do, or you can look in the links, and it will all mm -hmm. be there. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you so much for coming. I learned a lot. Me. I'm going to keep learning. Thank you for having you me. You know, I'm the world's longest student. Boy, when it comes to <laughs> No, you're not. I am. <laughs> you have been so I'm patient. Jamar student. has been so Kendall has been so patient. <laughs> if you guys just only knew, I'm 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 the waited out girl. That's that's mm -hmm. my personality. Mm -hmm. When something's down, I wait it out. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, it's down. I'll just because it's never ever thankfully, it's never been urgent for me. Mm -hmm. So I that's happen to go thing. to something, it's down, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wait it out. That's always <laughs> i'll just wait it out it's down it's not a good time i didn't even read the chart eh, it's down that's give it another six months so i'll check it again and that's what I'll we wait. teach either uh if you're holding it how long you know right. where you need to hold it to or get out or if you're trying to get in or wait until right. you know this time that's my personality mm -hmm. wait it out mm -hmm. <laughs> don't mm -hmm. follow my investment advice <laughs> All right. So thank you very much. Thank I you. hope everybody learned something today. I hope you guys learn something every week, but I hope you right. learned something special and different today. Mm -hmm. uh, Maurice, will you come back again? Uh, most definitely. Anytime you'll have me. Come back here. again. Please. He'll teach us some upper level. Maybe you guys yep. will start working with him. At yep. least start logging into his free um, trading with Mo. Charts with Mo. Charts mm -hmm. with Mo. Tuesdays um, at 830 p.m. Eastern. I am going, if you could tag me a little bit more, because when you tag me, I came right in. Yep. Yep. I will. I will tag you every week. I'm not the best at social media. You guys have heard me say this a thousand times. 
I go on to Facebook and he he's just ended. Or I get there and it's ending. Oh, he's saying, thank you guys so much for coming. And I'm just getting there. That happens to me over and over again. So I will tag you every week yes. so that you can post it to your audience there as well. You and they go. can catch it through you as well. I think like. that's a great entryway just mm-hmm. to see. Because some people may really not like it. I mean, mm-hmm. some people may just be like, okay, this is not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So that is a good way and to get fine. in. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. A lot of times, I mean, most traders we have ways where you don't need to necessarily look at charts to trade. Yeah, but, there you go. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's a great visual of being able to see what that price is doing right. and what it possibly can do. So I invite everybody to at least, you know, take some time. And even if it is French, uh, I'm going to help you learn it. So. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So um, thank you guys all for listening. I hope everybody is enjoying the holidays. Yes. Um, happy holidays to yeah, everybody. Happy holidays, whatever you, you celebrate. Right. Hey, my shout out to my India crew. I'm not looking at it right now, but I checked it earlier today. You guys are now at like 20, almost 24%. So, hmm. yeah, isn't that interesting? Wow. So, um, yeah, my India crew, you guys are still finding friends. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate so. it. Right? Congratulations. They'll learn to trade this week. That's right. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me again, you can reach out on Ready, Set, Free. I'm on Instagram. I am on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. And I have started on Twitter. I did like three tweets this week. I'm pretty awesome. proud of myself. And guess what, y'all? What? Your girl is on Clubhouse. What? I'm, I'm, on I'm club. in there, but I haven't participated yet. It's I'm too much in, going on. <laughs> a lot going on. You it's can find me on, on Clubhouse. Now, I'm supposed right. to be getting with somebody, you guys. I'm Betty, who okay. was on with the budgeting. Okay. So, last night, we talked about this. She talked about this whole deal we're going to do on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you may be able to find me there, actively there soon. But, you know, you guys know how. You. Yeah. Go ahead and follow me. Uh, yeah. Follow me you want to (laughs) so um thank you guys for coming thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this um, episode um i hope to see you again next week thank you for listening to ready set free podcast with your host kai wilson bye bye